Welcome to Newcastle Libraries Real. This is our children's series. Newcastle Libraries can be accessed from wherever you live with the Newcastle Library app. Put borrowing at your fingertips. I invite you to close your eyes and imagine. Imagine that there are no buildings, no roads, no cars, just the trees, plants, animals and the very first storytellers of this land, the Awabakal and Waramai people. So I acknowledge them as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land in which we live. Welcome to our podcast series for families, Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. I'm Karen Eastwood and each episode I will chat to authors and illustrators who are connected to this creative city of Newcastle. I love all the books. Probably grab chapter books because I'm really into them. And the reasons I like reading is because it's enjoyable, relaxing and interesting. Today I'm talking with Sammy Bailey, the 24-year-old author and illustrator of the Illustrated Encyclopedia of Ugly Animals. Hi Sammy, welcome to Chats. Oh, thank you for having me. No worries. So Sammy, can you tell us a little bit about what you studied and why? Well, um, it's quite an interesting degree. So it is called a Bachelor of Natural History Illustration. And I moved down from Port Macquarie to Newcastle to study that degree. Unfortunately, it is not existing anymore, Mm. but it, it... was the only one in the Southern Hemisphere. And basically I loved plants, animals and drawing. So it's pretty much a combination of all of those. Fantastic. And you chose to make this fabulous encyclopedia. Can you tell us about the word ugly and why it's so important in this book? Yes. Well, I mean, I'm sure we've all been a bit offended by the term ugly before. Um, I think the purpose behind the book, especially making it a children's book, was to show kids that there isn't anything wrong with ugly. It's a human perception that we've put on the animal kingdom, whether they want to play by those rules or not. In many of those cases, they have a different set of standards that they play by. So often they like features. They like features that have a big nose or a bald head. So I think it's important to just teach kids not to value something on what it looks like, but it's to roll in the environment instead. Mm, fabulous. And can you give us a little bit of an idea of how children have responded to the book and shared that with you? Yeah, well, so far it's been really, really positive. So I found that kids, whether they've related in the fact that they might have been bullied at school for, you know, being slightly unusual looking or just different, they can sort of relate to these animals, which I think is really special. Mm. But it's also been really positive that it's shown that they have an interest in the environment and an interest in animals. And I think that's pretty much the most important part of this book is to just trigger that interest and care about these creatures. And it's a real celebration of them, isn't it? It is. It's a celebration of ugly. We need it. (laughs) Yep, absolutely. (laughs) And you can borrow that book from Newcastle Library, of course. Now, Sammy, have you got any advice for budding illustrators who might be listening in? Well, I think if if I was to go back a few years ago and, and have any advice that I feel would have been helpful, it would have been to not put too much pressure on myself timeline-wise. I think that we're so used to having careers that you have to have this very traditional role of you get in, you start here and you end up here within a matter of years or months. And with a creative career, it's so different and it can often 
be you have to work a part-time job in the meantime for months, years, maybe you have to do that forever. But it's not necessarily a negative thing, Mm. you know, and I think that just letting people know that it doesn't mean you're less of an artist or less of a creator if you do have another job. It just means that you're working extra hard and you want to get there in the end. Yep, that's great advice. Thanks. Reading it's from my friends. Well, in my house, I go to read either in my bedroom or on the couch. Thank you for tuning in to Chats with fabulous authors and illustrators. Use your library membership to access our online children's stories at Storybox, RB Digital and Borrowbox. You might like to visit one of our branches or book the kids in for a program. You'll find lots of information at the Newcastle Library's website, newcastle.nsw.gov.au forward slash library. Now, you've been long listed for the CBCA Notable Book Awards plus three other national awards. So how are you dealing with these quick developments? Oh, it's been exciting. So I have an update. So I've been shortlisted now for the CBCA, which is extra exciting. Yes. And the book was the winner of the Indie Book Awards children's book category. And so it's just been insane. It has been so exciting and more than I could have hoped for. I think the most exciting fact for me is that Originally, I, I hoped that this would go far and this would get into people's homes, but I didn't realise it would have this sort of effect. Mm. So especially being among long lists and short lists with illustrators and authors that I grew up reading has been very strange, but just super exciting. Yeah, that's fantastic. And tell us, are you achieving your dreams? I am. It feels so weird to say that because not many people can say that. So far, everything on my bucket list is being ticked off that some things I didn't even know existed. So yes. Fantastic. So a few general questions. What was your favourite book as a child and why? I had many and I was really fortunate that I had parents who would sit in the hallway and read to me. So I have very special books in mind. But I think one of my favourites was Graham Bass's The Waterhole. And I think I love that one because it was interactive as well as educational. And it also gave a really important message about drought and about environmental changes. And it just was beautifully illustrated and just such a perfect book. Mm, I can see how that's influenced your work. Yes, oh good. (laughs) (laughs) Can you let us know what you're working on now? What is the latest project? Well, I haven't officially released what it's called yet, but there are some sneak peeks online if you do Google it. So it's basically... It's not going to be strictly ugly animals. It does follow a similar journey where it explores animals that are being judged on their actions rather than their appearance in many cases. Mm -hmm. So I'll let you try and fill in the blanks there. But Mm -hmm. it does feature some ugly, unusual animals. So Oh, we look forward to seeing that one. What do you hope children can get out of your book? I mentioned slightly before that I think the most important part I hope is whether it's as basic as they pick up from reading this book an animal they didn't know existed before or they thought was a bit silly before, like a blobfish, but they really understand now why it has those features. It's evolved over millions of years in many cases, these special features, and that it should be cared for and not just made fun of. Mm, Fabulous. To find um, nice books to read. Thank you for tuning in to Chats with fabulous authors and illustrators. Use your library membership to access our online children's stories at Storybox, RB Digital and Borrowbox. You might like to visit one of our branches or book the kids in for a program. You'll find lots of information at the Newcastle Library's website, newcastle.nsw.gov.au 
forward slash library. So tell us, Sammy, why is Newcastle a great place for writers and illustrators? Well, I've been here for about six years now. And during that time, I found so many amazing uh, illustrators at my degree. And that was over four years. So that was really special to meet so many incredible people. And now since that's finished and I've gone into the book world, I've started to find so many interesting and amazing writers. And I've found that there's such a diverse community of you know, people from different backgrounds and having different experiences that are so willing to help you and give you advice. And I found that different areas and different places I've been before haven't necessarily been so open to helping you. And I've just, yeah, it's very warm here in, mm. um, in Newcastle. Great. So, Sammy, would you like to read an extract, your favourite extract perhaps, from the Illustrated Encyclopedia of Ugly Animals? Yes, yes, I have uh, my favourite one here. So, the Marabou Stork... Their scientific name is Leptoptilus cruminiferus. Description. Once fully grown, these bald birds can reach 1.5 metres tall, with a wingspan of 2.6 metres. Beneath their beaks, which can grow up to 26 centimetres long, the male storks have a huge pink sac that is connected to their nostrils. During mating displays, the storks breathe into this sac to expand it and makes a croaking sound to entice potential mates. Unlike other birds, marabou storks mate for life. Both the male and female bird help feed and protect their young. Conservation status. Least concern. The marabou stork's ugly appearance doesn't protect it from being hunted and sold at markets across Africa for its feathers and meat. Despite this, the stork population continues to grow because of the increasing numbers of landfills throughout Africa, which provide the resilient stork with an endless supply of food. And I'll read my favourite fun fact. They deliberately poo on themselves and allow the poo to run down their legs because it acts as a disinfectant and cools them down. Well, a disinfectant. And in this time of coronavirus, who'd be using that method, I wonder? We might all be desperate soon, you never know. (laughs) Oh, thanks so much for reading that, Sammy. And I do encourage everyone to borrow the book or go out and buy it. It's fabulous. The illustrations are rich and detailed and it's a real treat to read. I love Australia authors. Thanks so much for listening to Chats with fabulous children's authors and illustrators. Rate and review us wherever you listen to keep our story going. This has been a Newcastle Library's Real Production.